Hey, Race to Rise fam. We're Ronda and Renee, and we're back with a dose of R&R. It's How you men- doing, girl? Oh, girl, where do I begin? One, in the spirit of mental health awareness, I'm glad for my squad and Jesus and you, because uh, <laughs> if we can Shout be honest- out to Jesus. <laughs> yeah, if we can be honest with our family, uh, we are trying this again. Thank you, everyone, for being patient with us as we are trying to- adjust to as Rondette says the new abnormal Mm -hmm. um we're still recording remotely obviously and and sometimes technology does its wonders and sometimes technology can let us down so uh we're back at it again in the spirit of mental health awareness week making sure we are okay but making sure you family are also okay yeah so in the spirit of transparency we recorded this on when was it sunday morning (laughs) Yep. You know, took the time, recorded it, had all our thoughts aligned and everything ready to go. And then discovered that for whatever reason, it did not um, save down. So here we are again, again, in the spirit of transparency, it is minutes to 8 p.m. Our time in London, we have both worked full days at work and we're both probably going to log back in after we record. So it's just been a whirlwind, but here we are. And we're just happy to be chatting. Absolutely. And so, you know, it's week nine still Mm -hmm. of this global pandemic. I know, you know, restrictions are being uplifted left, right and center. Uh, Still kind of unclear if if we're honest how it is in the UK. While the prime minister announced a five-step phase last week, Sunday, and basically changed the slogan from stay home to stay alert. It's not really clear what that means. And so, yeah, like, what does stay alert mean? I'm thinking, I'm, I, I see it in like all these ads and stuff. I'm like, what does stay alert mean? Stay alert makes me think like I can see the virus in the air and I should be ducking and like bobbing and diving to avoid it. Like, what? No. Yeah, because sense. I guess, I know, I know. But I guess it's at a point now where you you have to kind of balance between, you know, completely freezing the economy but also not overwhelming the healthcare system, which, you know, for those who don't know, in the UK, we have the NHS, the National Healthcare System, which is fully paid for um, and you get free healthcare. So it's great and it's a blessing, but at the same time, it's still a a national treasure and it has its limitations as well. Mm -hmm. But equally, we, we gotta have to try and figure out how do we work around because you know, on both sides of the Atlantic, the jobless claims are up, right? Tremendously. And so, you know, even with all the bailouts and everything that's happening, um, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, you know, are losing jobs and having to file unemployment despite the, the government bailouts that have been set so far. Which don't seem to be enough, right? And I think you know, the whole purpose of us coming, particularly on this week, because we could have come and, you know, re-recorded over the weekend and sent this episode out um, to you all next week is because this week, as Renee mentioned, is Mental Health Awareness Week. And so we're thinking about like all the short-term and long-term impacts that this pandemic is having. And then when we drill down farther on that, it's particularly on the Black and Brown communities, you know, it's having a tremendous impact. I read a report that was sent to me the other day because of the role that I have in diversity inclusion that said Black women in particular are 4.3 times more likely in the UK to die from COVID-19 
than non-Black women. And yes. that's really frightening. Black men, 4.2 um, times more likely. So it's it's a shocking statistic. And then when you think about things, you know, not to get too far off topic, but when you think about all the strain and stress that's happening in both the UK and the US in terms of how Black lives are being treated, particularly at this time, but in general, when we think about the Ahmaud Aubrey case, when we think about Breonna Taylor, I have a close friend who's stopped by police and harassed here in the UK not even two weeks ago. That's wow. also adding to our stress, right? Because we want to just be able to walk down the street and be okay. I went out today for a 30-minute walk and I stopped in front of Pizza Express right by Islington Green to stretch my calves. And an older white man walked up on me and was like, what are you doing? Oh, wow. so, so I was kind of confused. So I took out my headphones and I was like, pardon? What are you doing? I said, well, is this your establishment? <laughs> and he said, no. And then I, I literally looked at him. I was like, I was like, dad? And he looked startled because I was like, yeah, exactly. You ain't my daddy. You're not my right. daddy. You're not my man. You're not my boss. Like, what is it that is heightening people's, you know, anxiety and sense of needing to control others during this time in this, what I'm dubbing, you know, the new abnormal, because I refuse to call it the new normal. I am not giving it that kind of power. Yeah, no, I mean, that that's really a lot to, you know, unpack, but, you know, I must admit it's, it's challenging and hard to see those numbers and also to see that treatment mm -hmm. when you think, you know, I mean, after President Barack Obama, you think, wow, we've come so far. And then you see, you know, the current president and the rhetoric that his campaign and, and base kind of represent, you kind of feel like a lot of the progress that we've made almost seems to be kind of pulled back. And it's just truly alarming that you can't even jog in the neighborhood in mm -hmm. daylight in peace. Yep. Um, but then on top of that, you have a global pandemic where, like you said, the numbers are disproportionately impacting the black and brown community. But then you, you look under the hood and you're like, well, do they have the jobs that allow them to work from home? Mm -hmm. um, and then if, and if they don't have the jobs that allow them to work from home, do they have access to the best, healthcare insurance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so you kind of look at all of those qualitative factors. And I think what the coronavirus pandemic is highlighting is, you know, there are huge disparities in the lifestyles of black and brown people mm -hmm. compared to the majority. And hopefully it's not a case of show and tell. Hopefully it's a case of action and policies that can ha help shape and give people a fair playing field that's what I hope I, yeah I couldn't agree more and I think I think what sometimes people take for granted is it doesn't have to happen to me per se for me to be impacted by it so especially as we're thinking about mental health awareness so I was talking to someone the other day I won't get into details about who it is but you know you know what I'm referring to Renee Mm -hmm. And trying to explain the importance of sharing the Ahmaud Aubrey case, um, as well as the statistics behind the impact that COVID-19 is having on the Black community here in London. I was trying to explain this to someone, the person is not Black, um, and say, you know, this is really important. And the feedback was, well, that's in the U.S. Well, we're not too sure about the stats. 
Do we think it's appropriate to share? Do we think people are going to care? And I was stunned. And I think we underestimate how, like mentally I went to bed that night and I felt tired. I felt tired. I felt tired by the fact that I had to explain to someone that it was important, that both of those things are weighing on my mind, on my heart, on my consciousness. Um, It's impacted my mental. You know, I'm, I'm struggling to sleep at night because I have men that I love in my life who can be stopped at any time and harassed. And I also have people in my life who I love that can contract this virus and not have the right access. Just like I didn't have, you know, I had access because I have great health care, but I was also told don't go to the hospital, like don't overwhelm the system. So we can't underestimate how this is impacting us mentally in the long-term impacts that people are going to have with anxiety and depression and increased you know, OCD and all types of things that people are dealing with at this time that they may not be getting the help for or may not be displaying the symptoms and signs now. But once we get out of this, the onset will, will come on. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I agree. Like I know for a fact, you know, a lot of my friends and family, you know, even some of my relatives who I see as being some of the most resilient people, um, mm. who have navigated everything, you know, natural disasters, AIDS pandemic, mm. AIDS epidemic when they were in the healthcare field. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the reality is everyone is being impacted in one shape or another, whether, you know, bereavement, you know, people are dying outside of coronavirus, mm-hmm. right? And like, there are people who are missing out on funerals. Yeah. There are people who had prominent roles in their local communities and their send-off is not in the same fashion as they would have been under normal circumstances. And it's really hard, you know, for me, who I'm a mental health first aider, Mm -hmm. you know, it was much easier when I was in the office for someone to kind of walk up to me and say, hey, like, do you have five minutes? Mm -hmm. When we do everything on Zoom, Mm -hmm. as great as Zoom is, it's really hard to kind of read, you know, someone's facial expression. Yeah. Uh, when you're on a Zoom video conference. And so I think there are a lot of people who are suffering silently. Um, Few people have the courage to kind of speak about their frustrations, like you and I obviously being open about our challenges Mm -hmm. uh, using the podcast, but people who are just naturally one of those people, they just want to, they feel bad and and they don't know how to express themselves or who to talk to. And and you and I have talked about this mm-hmm. when you're by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. The silence is louder. So and loud. So you just become more sensitive to things because right now you don't have many distractions. And so yeah. everything is just heightened, right? Absolutely. You know, I gave you the example the other day. About a week ago, I was supposed to do a, a podcast with my bestie, Tamika G. And I got up that Saturday morning and, you know, I just bought this iPhone in January. And it had been acting up for a couple of weeks. Got up, phone froze, black screen, nothing. I literally melted because a couple of things came to mind. I pulled up my iPad really quickly, which I rarely use because it's like a thousand years old. And there were only two numbers in there, my mama's and a friend that I call quite often. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I am in isolation alone and I have no contact. You know, I just felt... Yeah. So down. And then I melted on the floor crying. And when I really sat back and thought about it later on that day, I was like, this wasn't about the phone. 
yeah, it was about the phone, but it wasn't. Because under normal circumstances, I would have just walked down to Apple, you know, blah, yep. blah, you know, bounced around, you know, took my daily walk. But this was this feeling of despair, is a feeling of disconnection. It was, it was almost like grief was catching up with me. And to your point about people who aren't, you know, able to funeralize their loved ones in the right way, like he, grieving is part of like the human condition, right? Just yeah. like celebration is. And we're not able to do either of these natural things that humans do in any culture the way that we're used to doing it. And that really is is challenging. That really sucks. It's not cool. It's not. And it's hard to kind of advise or support someone during that process because mm-hmm. there's really nothing that you can say to alleviate what they're going through and how they feel yeah other than just offering an olive branch and being like I'm here for you yes because to be honest like you know personally I know quite a few people who have lost someone you know during this period whether Mm -hmm. it was coronavirus related or not and all you can really just say is I'm here for you yeah um and it's so timely because this year's theme for Mental Health Awareness Week is kindness. I love that. Right? And I feel like it's so timely because at its core, we really got to like exercise more on humanity because we're we're all going through a fragile and trying period. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And something that we we were talking about the other day too is the idea that there's this guilt this built-in guilt as we continue to go through this pandemic where you almost feel like you can't feel sad for your own situation, no matter what the range of your situation is. So from a lost loved one to a lost stream of income to no income to, you know, something as simple as, oh my gosh, my phone crashed and I have no connection. Mm -hmm. it's, It's this feeling that you can't feel that range of emotion and at the same time, feel grateful for having your health, your strength, a job, a roof over your head, et cetera. And those two things, I think if we're not able to acknowledge that they can exist in tandem, it's going to be really challenging. Because I remember the first thing I said to myself was, why am I crying about this? Like, at, yeah. least, at least I have da, da, da. And that's very true. But I can also be sad, you know, because it's a recognition that that's not the only thing I'm sad about. I'm also sad that I, I, I don't have any family here and that I don't have access to my family should something happen. And I need to go to the U.S. for whatever reason or Jamaica for whatever reason. I'm thrown into a two week quarantine and I still wouldn't be able to see my loved one if I needed yes. to right away. And that makes me sad. The overwhelming nature of work right now and I know you're feeling it too Renee it's like work feels so much more right I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm working 12 14 hours it just feels never ending there's no division last night I had a 10 30 call you know and it's like huh (laughs) you know but then I had to stop myself and say but wait a minute Rhonda you need to be grateful that you have a job yes I can feel grateful that I have a job but I can also feel very frustrated that my mental health, my, you know, my joy, all those things are teetering in the balance as well. And I think displaying kindness for one another, knowing that everyone's situation is different, 
to your point, saying, how are you? I'm here for you. What can I do to help are going to just be the key fundamental things that we have to use and leverage to get through this new normal or oh, abnormal. And, I, and it's funny you mentioned about, about the being able to divide, you know, mm. between work and home, because, you know, even though I'm a millennial and I embrace technology and grew up with it, I'm one of those people, I am not a fan of working from home, right? Mm. Like, I'm one of those people... I was okay with working to the office very late, but knowing that once I'm home, I'm home. Yes. And so I knew that there was a clear division between work and play. And now the fact that we're week nine going on week 10 and this, you know, stay home, stay alert, whatever you want to call it. um, I find that really hard because, you know, you sometimes feel guilty for like cutting off. Right. Mm -hmm. But also at the same time, I'm like, but I need a break. And you got to rest that mental, girl. You have to, right? But like, and I've read in articles where, you know, we're not alone in that because a lot of people feel guilty because they're like, you know, even if it's a recurring like pub online quiz that people are doing with family and friends, and maybe you're just not in the mood to play a quiz or maybe you're just not in the mood to join this meeting, but then you have this guilt in the Mm -hmm. back of your mind because everyone's like well where else are you going to go what else are you going to do yes and so for me personally people who I mentor or people who are my direct reports I tell them all the time I'm like look you are as good as your productivity yeah and you know if you need to break up your day like by all means do it like if you need an hour especially you know London everyone knows we only get like eight sunny days a year, right? So <laughs> if it's a lovely day. I'm though, fine. though, wait, though, wait, I will say since March, we have had a slew of amazing days in yes, London. We have. So shout out to London. Today yes. was damn near 80 degrees. I'm literally sweating right now. Yes. But these are rare occasions. And of course, it would be in the midst of a global pandemic that we'd have this amazing <laughs> weather, but I digress. <laughs> but my point <sighs> is, is like, don't feel like you need to do things for the sake of doing things like I I'd rather you have a peace of mind I'd rather you be at your optimal performance and if that means you need a time out take a time out like you and I have mm-hmm. talked about this all the time like I've taken random Wednesdays yes yeah past right yep. and people thought that was weird but I was like hey looks like it's going to be a nice day in London I don't really feel like I need to go to work I've already checked my calendar I don't have any deliverables obviously at the end of the day you have a responsibility so make sure you do that Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's okay to just take a time out and just exhale I think too many times we are type a personalities especially black women we are the super women and Mm -hmm. we try to do everything 100% all the time and then we act surprised when we get to a point of cracking. A burnout. Yeah, we get to the point of, of burnout. I think I think that that point around taking off the random day was really helpful. Last week, I took off Thursday. And I will caveat this because I know we have a range of people who listen to our podcast and we're so grateful for all of you. So, you know, we're fortunate that we have vacation time. And in fact, this year, despite the pandemic, for our firm, you know, it's not like all these days are going to roll over. So we do have to to leverage them. But I would say for individuals who, you know, are even entrepreneurs and you're at, on your own schedule, it is still important to take time. And I know time is money. I'm not disputing that at all. I'm owning that and I'm appreciative of that. Um, yeah, but for our mental health, just across the board, especially within our community, like we do need to like slate in that time. But I digress as well. So I took off Thursday and it gave me something to look forward to. 
So Monday, Tuesday, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, one more day, one more day. Um, Because, you know, in the past, travel used to be that for me, right? So travel used to be like, okay, I have a trip coming up this month. I'm going here this month. You know, even if it was something local, like baby showers, brunches, like those things were things that you looked for, even us recording in person, right? And knowing we we would have that, you know, two Fridays a month where we order Tanakatsu and I get our sushi and sit down on the carpet and record and we're just having our girl time. So because I don't have that to look forward to, I need to build that time in. And I think taking the Thursday was really good because I actually felt like I wasn't taking a Friday or a Monday and it was bleeding into the weekend where what is a weekend anymore? Like, what is that? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, right? Like it's just, it just does wonders when you just take a time out. And like you Mm -hmm. said, whether it's a full day, an hour, 30 minutes, like there's so many tools out there. Like Deepak Chopra has this 21 day Mm -hmm. meditation, which I'm currently doing with one of my childhood friends. Like, you know, it's 15 minutes max of your time. Mm -hmm. And just allow yourself to just take a step back and meditate and just recognize, like, honestly, it doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter how famous you are. It doesn't matter where you are. We are all being challenged by this in one form or another. And so absolutely, you have to get to a point and say, you know what? What can I, what can and can I not change? And the only thing you can change is, you know, your attitude and your approach and Mm -hmm. all the other things. Like my favorite quote is from Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) And he's like, the good thing about the rain is that it stops eventually. Eventually. And so we don't know how long this pandemic is going to be. But what we do know is mental health is real. Mm -hmm. We still in our community Yes, we're making progress, but we still got to have the conversation. Like, we still have to push it. We still have to do checkpoints like, hey, how are you? Are you okay? Absolutely. I think I think what you said is really powerful. You know, it's about your attitude, your approach and adjusting. And you might not be able to address all three, all those three A's at the same time. They may come in waves. So you may say, you know what? Today, my attitude is shifting, but I'm not ready to like figure out this approach and adjust. So you may not get there all at the same time, but you know, it is so important that we think about it. And I think mental health, we've said this a million times and one of our very first episodes was about mental health. And we both talked about our experiences with mental health um, and raising awareness around it. So we will always be advocates for that. And I'm so proud that you're um, a mental health first aider because it's so, so critical. And I think for way too long, it's been a taboo topic. I think so often, you know, it's one of those things, especially in our community that we don't want to address. And I think it's as important, if not more important than physical health sometimes, because you need to be mentally in the right space to take care of everything else. You cannot pour from an empty cup. Yeah, 100%. I mean, simply can't. You can't. But I think also to your point, like, it's so easy to understand if someone has a broken arm, like it's just, yeah, exactly. you need a cast, right? It's so mm-hmm. easy if someone has a heart attack, right? Like, you know exactly what you have to do to kind of address that. But for some strange reason, it's still a conversation. And then when you overlay the cultural and the religious aspect, oh, girl, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, uh, I'm supposed to just pray about it or culturally we're just meant to be strong and it's kind of like well there's a reason why there's a profession to address everything you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and so you know I think 
as always, we always like to look at, at the positive that's coming out of this coronavirus because, you know, there are some cool, innovative things that are happening. Um, I think a lot of senior leaders, one, are starting to have an appreciation for people that may not be front and center in their office, mm-hmm. but are also mm-hmm. keeping their companies afloat, right? Mm-hmm. Like as much as they're predicting that Jeff Bezos is going to be a trillionaire, I mean, you got to give credit Don't to even the get me, guys. <laughs> Don't even get me started on him. I can have a whole episode on him. No, honestly, I feel like anyone that's designated to be a trillionaire, there is something that is wrong with that setup in this world. Oh, yeah. In this world, in this day and age, I think you belong in a cell. And not because you're a bad person, but because how are you working? To your point, there are men and sorry, I'm getting hot. There are people who are delivering things in conditions that are probably not conducive to them remaining healthy. But yet you're sitting here like Mr. Moneybags. Well, like, exactly. But I think don't even this, I can't. This, I, know. I simply can't. But I think this whole pandemic is definitely showing the huge difference between the have and the have nots. And yes, if, if I'm perfectly honest. The truth of the matter is like all these bailouts that are happening aren't for free. And nine times out of 10, guess who's going to probably pay for it? Mm-hmm. Uh, you and me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the truth of the matter is we are not based in Monaco and we're not based in yep. tax haven countries. And we're just low hanging fruit because yes, again, to your point, we're fortunate. We are in professions and we're doing well, but also bear in mind, our industry is as good as the wider economy. So let's just be clear. Like we want everyone yeah. to rally. But exactly but what I'm saying is, you know, all of this isn't coming for free. And I can assure you the billionaires of the world and potential trillionaire, um, they're probably not going to be paying the bulk of it. Right. So <laughs> and if you and if you think about it, too, and I was I was I was listening to this. Um, I was watching this thing this morning that triggered this in me. You know, you think about all the protests that are going on in the U.S. and we can go back and forth about whether or not we think the economy should open up right away or, you know, states should open up right away. The U.K., the EU, all of that should open up to like really push us back on our feet. And to that end, that means there's more people are going to have to die. And, you know, we can take that nonchalant attitude or do we continue to stay locked down, isolated and till, you know, who knows when, right? But something that I thought was really interesting and powerful was it was actually a white woman um, on a kind of like a video conference, video podcast this morning. And she was saying, you know, all these people that are protesting in the U.S. and potentially, I mean, I haven't seen any here, but protesting in the U.S. like we want, you know, these things open, these things, we need to open the economy right away. They're not protesting necessarily about the economy per se they're protesting because they want service they want their nail salon open they want their barber open they want their hair salon open and guess what when we drill back on that who runs those businesses who runs those businesses across anywhere in the world who runs those businesses so you're not pushing for quote unquote the economy you're not saying like you know i want this small business that does x y and z open you want service. You want to make sure you stay fly. You look yeah. good. You want to be served at the risk of. Ooh, I know. Mm-hmm. Let me let me just sip some but water, it's, child. It's, it's hard, right? Yeah, I know. It's just it's one of those things. Like I guess when you're kind of locked up and caged up, and you're just kind of like, I just want things to go back to normal. But you know, to your point, it's like you know you have to think outside of yourself. And so yes, you know, there are people who are asymptomatic, and so. 
you're not experiencing anything, but when you're around like 20 other people, one of them may experience something. And then that kind of has a knock on impact. So, you know, I, I, the whole situation, I know I wouldn't, I don't envy a lot of those leaders because it's a really tough balance between human human life and the, and, and, and the wider economy. But at the same time, I also think people need to just take a step back, remove their emotions. And again, understand everybody's limited. Like there's so many Everyone. people impacted. Like this is bigger than the 2008 financial crisis because it was just banking, right? It was just banking, mm-hmm. real estate. Now this is like sports, entertainment, fashion. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things that are just impacted. Travel, time, You know, we have to really look at this holistically because by the way, as much as everyone's pushing for a vaccine, uh, I don't really think that vaccine is going to be out as quickly as everyone thinks. The fastest vaccine that's ever come out in history, that as from what I read, was four years, and it was in the yeah. 60s for mumps. So, and and also you have to think about people who don't want to be vaccinated. Well, that's like I'm I'm not a huge vaccine person. I'm not saying I'm not going to get it, but I I'll, I'll need to do my research, right? By the way, because I'm even not, though I'm not first in line, I can tell you that much. I would wait yeah. in year two and see were there any side effects. Yeah, I'm like y'all get about. it, y'all get it, y'all y'all take it. Let 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 Trump and his family take it first. Let's see how 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 that goes for him. But well, <laughs> he's already taking that that medicine, that girl. Treat malaria, but I'm just like and you? and drinking bleach or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I just think, you know, to your point earlier, just being kind to one another is probably the best we can do right now. It's checking in on people, picking up the phone, even for your friends who seem to be completely okay and holding it together. A text message is free, I think. And (laughs) you got to check the strongest ones, right? Because, you know, they always say empty barrel makes the most noise. You know what I mean? Mm. So so the Mm -hmm. people who come across as poised and cool, calm and collect. Those are the first yeah. people you should check out. Um, because yeah, those are the people down, crying on the floor crying. about their iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Or me. <laughs> I, when I lost the episode, I was like, I'm dead. I'm sorry. I lost the episode. I don't know how that happened. Um, I was like, deep breath. Be yeah. kind. It's okay. You what can't can make this I was up. like, what can we do? I was like, what can we do? Right. 100%. So, and so, I so guess you know, yeah, we just wanted to share a few tips um, mm-hmm. because one, again, this is just to reiterate us like it's mental health awareness. So look out for yourself, but also look out for each other in the spirit of mm. kindness. Um, live in the moment, you know, because mm-hmm. believe it or not, we know that research shows that we spend 40 percent of our time thinking about the past, 40 percent projecting our worries into the future which means we're only spending 20% of the time in the present. And I just finished reading the book by Deepak Chopra, The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success. And one Mm. of the things he said was, the past is a recollection. The future is a mystery, but the present is a gift. And I think we really got to remember that the fact that we're here, we're still breathing, we're standing, it's a gift. Mm. And let's enjoy Mm. that moment. But number two, to your point, it's okay to indulge in nostalgia too, right? Mm-hmm. Like in times like this, you got to keep on and say, you know what? I remember when I could travel. I remember when I could go to the spa. I remember I could just hang out in the park with some friends and have cider. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's okay because deliberate nostalgia will help you improve your social connection and can less lessen the feelings of loneliness or frustration, right? 
And so it just helps you to link your past with what you want your present to feel like as well as what you hope to project into the future. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is just unlock your inner creativity with a new yes. hobby, right? Like we've seen what celebrities are doing now with versus battles. People are doing fitness challenges. I know mm-hmm. someone that's starting to like be a cookie decorator. And I love that. So yeah, I just think it's a it's a good time for us to just try to explore because where else are we going to go right now? So yeah. for us, we decided, hey, we can't we can't meet in person anymore. Let's do stuff remotely. And that even yeah. re- resulted in us doing our first IG live. So that was amazing, right? And thanks to everyone who joined that. Absolutely. I would add one more thing. Yeah. I think let us you know, do things that bring you joy. And we've talked about that. And, and, you know, we're always talking about doing things that bring you joy. But let's also add to that the fact that there are individuals out there who are, you know, change makers, content creators, um, entrepreneurs, dreamers. I know I can imagine how challenging it is. And as someone, you know, we're both people with nine to fives who have side passions and side projects. And though, though this does not bring us income as yet, we hope it will one day, potentially, um, there are people whose passions are so deeply rooted and linked to how they are you know, feeding themselves and making money. So for those individuals, I just want to say, keep dreaming, keep taking care of yourself, keep striving, do not give up. I think now is the time, easier said than done, to just be like, oh my gosh, these circumstances are 100%. not conducive to me continuing my, my passion, my dream, my business my way forward. But just remember, like, as long as you're tied into your passion, you know, and just like how we're passionate about this podcast, we could have said, you know what, we're in the midst of this pandemic, let's drop this. And we could have because, you know, we don't need it to survive. But we're so passionate about it. And we know this platform is part of our overall life purpose and mission. So just want to say for those of you out there, you know, keep dreaming, keep striving for individuals that are able to share about small businesses you know, be a lending ear, be a free advisor to someone to say, I'm happy to listen to your business plan. I'm happy to help you think through how to push things virtually. Just remember, this is the new abnormal. We have to think about different ways to to do things and support one another and be there for one another. And that all links back to kindness. It all links back to taking care of ourselves. It all links back to our overall physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health and well-being. So please be kind and please please, please try to do for others. Well said. I think that's a perfect way to end on that note. There is that. <laughs> <laughs> so again, everyone, please stay safe, stay home or stay alert, stay woke, <laughs> take care of yourself. You know, your health is your wealth and mm-hmm. health we mean mentally and physically as well as spiritually. And we just want you to remember that everyone's race is different, but we want you to stay the course Keep running your race and you will rise to the top. Take care. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.